This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. So I'm joined right now down the line by the author and actor Clive Mantle. Hello. Hello. It's lovely to to talk to you. You too. And um, you've been very busy. You've got the third book in your series out, In the City of Fortune and Flames. Uh, Can you tell us what Freddie is up to? Um, Well, uh, Freddie disappears through this map uh, on his bedroom wall, which was given to him by his eccentric uncle Patrick as a 13th birthday present. And uh, he goes anywhere in uh, in the world at any time in history. He's always called to help out in an emergency somewhere in the world. The first book, he went to Nepal and Everest and helped out with Mallory and Irving. And in book two, he was with uh, King Tutankhamun in uh, ancient Egypt in 1328 BC, halfway through Tutankhamun's reign. And in book three now, we're uh, in the uh, Great Plague, the Great Fire of London and the early decades of slavery uh, um, uh, as, uh, as they unfold. So uh, uh, Freddie becomes Pepys' uh, servant, uh, Samuel Pepys, the great diarist, uh, quite a, a complicated man, as history uh, will tell us. But uh, uh, he's a wonderful uh, raconteur and he certainly has led uh, our modern history reading through the plague and the great fire and uh, for a 10-year period Pepys wrote uh, the most amazingly detailed diaries about what it was like to live in the 17th century in London. Now you sound to me like a big old history fan is this just your way of kind of blagging your way through history yourself and imagining what you would do if you could time travel? Exactly it's combining all the all <laughs> my absolute loves and um, uh, some people have said this is history by stealth, and I, I, I don't uh, mean it to be like that. I, it's certainly not a textbook, although it is absolutely historically accurate. So I immerse myself in eight or ten books on whatever period I'm writing about, and I write detailed notes. Uh, and then I actually plant an adventure in amongst the, actual, the, the events as they, as they unfolded. Freddie can't change the course of history. He can't, uh, he, he can't rewrite history, but he can operate on a local level. He can save <laughs> a, a girl from a stampeding uh, yaks. He can, uh, you know, he can divert the, uh, the knife as it goes towards King Tutankhamun. And in the, in the plague, he can help uh, feed and water the plague victims. Now, you're speaking my language here because I'm quite a big history fan myself and you sound like you've really got into the nitty-gritty of it. Did you do loads of research then? Did you read Samuel Pepys' diaries? Did you kind of get as much information as you could? Yes, but uh, I did, of course, and Pepys' diaries are amazing. But he's quite a selfish old boy and he really... He was only 33 or so when the plague (laughs) hit. But he uh, um, he was very much concerned in how the plague affected him. Uh, as, as were a lot of the, uh, the, you know, a lot of the doctors and the apothecaries, the physicians left London when the plague happened. They just literally uh, up sticks and moved to their country estates where they were less likely to get the uh, to, to, to get the plague. So it became a disease of the poor. Um, uh, but uh, yes, I immersed myself in everything. You know, there, there were two very notable mayors of London. Uh, the first was a guy, Sir John Lawrence, in the in the while the plague was happening, who carried on with a glass box around him so that he wouldn't get uh, infected mm-hmm. by anybody. But he literally carried on giving orders. Uh, you know, trying to organise 
trying to uh, sort this terrible situation out, but from the inside a glass box. Then there was Mayor Bloodworth who took over the next year when the, the great fire and uh, he was called the minute the, the, the fire started in, in Pudding Lane at Thomas Farriner's uh, bakery. And uh, at two o'clock in the morning, he, uh, he was called to it and said, oh, this is nothing, you know, it'll soon burn itself out. And of course, the rest is history. You know, um, again, 20% of the houses in London, were, uh, in the city of London, were burnt. 13,200 houses. 87 churches were built of stone literally crumbled. The stone crumbled with the ferocity of the heat. St. Paul's, the old St. Paul's Cathedral, which was 600 years old by then, and actually a terrible pit of a place. It was a high, it had housed 800 troops uh, in the Civil War not, uh, not long past. And that burnt uh, almost quicker than anything else because it was clad in uh, wooden scaffolding. And the, so it became like an overcoat of fire. The, the, the fire eventually uh, climbed up this wooden scaffolding, then burnt the, uh, uh, the lead on the roof, uh, which in turn burnt the, the beams under that, which collapsed the roof onto the floor, which collapsed the, the, uh, into the crypt, and the, the building was completely lost on the third night of the, the, the fire, which lasted four days. But it was a, 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 an incredible, incredibly savage uh, heat got to say, uh, you've, you've picked a, a very dangerous time for your beloved Freddy to go back to. Yes, Freddy is always dicing with death. It's, it's not, uh, he's never put in a, uh, he's never going for afternoon tea somewhere. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's actually right, nose right up against uh, uh, the, the hard stuff. But I think that's what uh, uh, people want to read. And uh, I know they're there from eight uh, eight years upwards, but I mean I, I've got so many letters, kind letters from you know eight year olds who are enjoying it. You know I think it, 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 it's um, it's history brought alive because the, the adventures are very much a standalone adventure, but it happens to be woven in a in a historically uh, uh, very interesting period. Because like you say, <laughs> you've brought back Connor and Ruby as well. Was it quite fun to get the gang back together and kind of set them away on an adventure? Yes, it's. Uh, I mean, they're totally interdependent. Connor is—he's a lovely character. He's—he's he's overweight. He's bullied. He doesn't always help himself. He has a terribly difficult time in the 21st century, and I don't shy away from that. There's a gang, but Connor, when he is in the adventure, blossoms. His self-worth, uh, you know, which is absolutely shattered uh, on a day-to-day -day basis uh, in in the 21st century. When he's, uh, when he's away with uh, Peeps or when he's with Tutankhamun or wh wh whoever he's with, he, he, he somehow is uh, not superhuman, but the things that people maybe take the mickey out of him for in, uh, in modern day become his strength. And hopefully, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to lead an audience through to say, you know, scratch the surface of human beings because every single human being has enormous merit. And particularly uh, uh, Ruby as well, who's uh, a, a real force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. She's uh, a very dynamic and uh, entertaining, funny, uh, charismatic, headstrong uh, young lady who uh, you know, she, she didn't take no for an answer. They hook up in this uh, book with two amazing characters who are historically accurate. They're, they're uh, Jack and Mingo, Mingo and Jack, who were... Uh, black slaves of Sir William Penn and Sir William Batten who lived either side of Pepys 
And the more I researched about them, especially in a, a, a wonderful thing called Black Lives in the English Archives, but the, I read one thing which was that Mingo and Jack were made to dance for their masters in the Dolphin Tavern on Thames Street. And I imagine these two black slaves being made to dance by a group of drunken lords in a seedy tavern on Thames Street for their delight and delectation. And I tried to put myself in their position and what that must feel like. And I knew that I had to incorporate their story and their story of their slavery in, in, into this adventure as well to try and, and bring about to, you know, some discussion and some opening up of, of, uh, of the story of, the, of slavery. I think also um, it's something we don't really get taught a lot about at school, so it's kind of important if we can uh, learn about it where we can, like you're doing. It's quite, it's quite helpful, I think. Oh, I think so. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm 63 now. Obviously, we heard about slavery when I was at school. We touched upon it. It was only when I, I went to Ghana. I went to Ghana for the Save the Children Fund, and I stood in one of the slave forts off the coast of Accra, the capital of Ghana, where the slaves were packed in before they were put on the boats uh, and brought across the ocean. And the stone in these walls reeked with their screams. Uh, you know, it was absolutely horrendous, a horrendous condition. These things should be uh, discussed at school, uh, and I hope they will be now. Absolutely. Yeah, no, me too. And uh, tell me, do you have any plans for another adventure for Freddie, where he's going to go next? Or are you just keeping an, an eye out for some history? We're, we're deciding even as we speak. My my, uh, my publishers are very, very uh, uh, um, uh, keen that we do another one. And I've got to put together uh, um, storylines for book four and book five. I know where they're going in book five, but book four... Um, uh, the, the, it can't really be close to home again because we've sort of we've touched on uh, Britain now, so we need to go abroad again. We've been Nepal, Egypt, Britain, so we need to go somewhere further afield. Maybe I'd be very open to suggestions from uh, <laughs> anyone who's read the books. Now, before uh, before I let you go, we've got a few few things. Now, with every author, I do a quick fire round of questions with them, uh, okay. a little game to see what kind of author you are. I wondered if I could do that right now. <laughs> You can. I don't know what sort of author I am. <laughs> lucky, lucky, I think, is the, uh, is the answer to that. Well, this is how we'll find out uh, with my okay. definitely not scientific test. Um, okay. So here we go. Books or Kindles? Books. Acting or writing? Uh, writing. <laughs> writing or reading? Reading. Ancient Egypt or old-fashioned London? Um, I'm going to say ancient Egypt because I knew so little about it before I researched. Interesting. Okay, Hogwarts or Narnia? Uh, Hogwarts. Laptop or write by hand? I write by hand. Do you? Yeah, and then put it on the laptop. I've got a wonderful dictation app, which I I, I write my scroll and then, uh, then I just talk into a phone and it prints it up oh that's, that's very interesting i've never heard anybody do that in which case the next question is do you write nine to five or whenever you fancy um whenever i have whenever i'm not acting obviously um uh, i go up to my office 10 o'clock in the morning and i sort of come down at lunchtime listen to the news and then escape back to my <laughs> office as quickly as possible and retreat from the real world and go back to uh, 
um, something gentler like the plague and the great fire rather than <laughs> the, the chaos that we're in at the moment. Finally, the last one is the big one, uh, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion, absolutely no question about it. No way, Did really? You? Well, salt and vinegar. If you if if you've got as many dodgy fillings as I have in my teeth, salt and vinegar makes me run round the kitchen and uh, want to stick my head in uh, under a, in a bucket of water just to cool down. No, cheese and onion. Uh, I, uh, one of my one of my great passions in life, really. <laughs> oh, interesting! You know, you can really, you can really learn a lot about a person you, from that question. You can and really I will... go off, go off a person. Is that what you're saying? Well, you I didn't can... want to. It's not the way I wanted to phrase it, but you know, that was the most important question I was going to ask you. And you know, mm, it's a shame, isn't well, it? My, my my son would say salt and vinegar, so maybe he's the wise one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when your son writes a book, get him on. He'll definitely get ten points. It, it, oh, good. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.